Welcome to Let It Be Easy with Susie Moore. Hello, my friends. Today I'm sharing with you a story about a time that criticism hurt and the lessons that I learned from it. Now, when I first started creating media features for large media outlets, that's when I got my first taste of hate. People just really saying very ugly things about me, about my ideas, about the person that I am, of course, without knowing me, and often even without even reading (laughs) what it is that I put out there, just often reading the headline about leaving my job or being divorced in my early 20s and making a judgment and just letting the, the wrath out, right? Making me a target for how bad that they were feeling because criticism is never about us. Think about the times that you've criticized other people. Are you feeling good in that moment? almost always not. And criticism and feedback are different, right? Feedback can be gorgeous and generous and wonderful. And criticism, well, (laughs) we all know what that feels like and what that looks like. So I started, you know, kind of getting used to criticism pretty early on. And look, I'm a human being. It's not fun. It's not something that I wake up to dying to receive, but I know that it's part of the experience, right? Because you can't just have all of the blessings without some of the shadow of that. You can't only have good things. You can't have everyone like you. It's simply not realistic. And I don't expect it to be that way. In fact, often I tell my friends when they come to me upset by criticism or receiving hate, I say, look, you know, the problem isn't that you're receiving this. The problem here is that you think this shouldn't happen right? The resistance, the struggle with it, the desire to want to change it or stop it or change someone else's mind is where the struggle is. The fact that people are putting words on the internet about you or words, you know, in an email to you, uh, so what? (laughs) Hello? Person types words on, uh, on Gmail, person types words on a blog, on comment section, so what? <laughs> yes, we're human. Yes, we can process it and feel it. But at the end of all, you know, at the end of it all, it's, it's pretty meaningless, right? Does it, it doesn't really carry much weight. The only weight is the weight that we attribute it to it by holding it in our mind, repeating the story that it that it means something. But there was a time <laughs> shortly after I started, you know, creating content online that I thought, oh my gosh, this criticism, actually, it really stings because it spoke to a fear that, you know, a fear that I've been feeling, a fear I was feeling at the time about, you know, is it okay that I'm doing this? You know, am am I attempting something too big without being ready? And it was when I released my first book, my first book, which is called What If It Does Work Out? I self-published it, which I highly recommend. I love self-publishing. But anyway, don't want to digress here. And when I self-published, I work with an editor. I wanted to turn it around pretty quickly. You know that I don't like long deadlines for things. It often means that stuff doesn't get done. But we worked on it. I put my best foot forward. I created the best work that I could. I'm still, I still would not change a single line in that book, by the way. I love what I created with What If It Does Work Out. But I work with this editor. We had a deadline because Forbes also wanted to speak to me about side hustles, which is what that book is about. And we turned it around in the time frame that we had. So published it. It went out into the world, of course, promoted it. People started reading it. 
and then, <laughs> and then I received, I can't remember exactly how many, but quite a few emails from people who were telling me that it was unacceptable, disgusting, and a sign of the terrible times that we live in, that there were some errors in the book. It's almost as if, you know, content that you put online is, feels a bit more temporary, right? Because there's so much of it, it's updated every day. But a book is eternal, right? You own a book, there's a, you know, the paper is in your hands, it can live on a bookshelf or in a library forevermore. <laughs> the stakes are higher, the standards are higher, and they should be. And I agree, I agree with that. But, you know, being a first-time author, enthusiastic to get something out, I released something with, sue me, <laughs> some mistakes. And a couple of the emails I received were really kind with some suggestions saying they enjoyed the book, but, you know, there are a couple of errors that they recommend correcting, which you can also do when you self-publish. But some of them were just, oof, how should I say this? Let's just say that they were mean. <laughs> I won't use bad language on our lovely podcast, but they were mean saying that, you know, I'm completely useless. I should, I'm not a writer. I need to know my place. Shame on me, et cetera, et cetera, with some other more colorful language. <laughs> and it was like a dagger to the heart. Like, oh, I thought, gosh, am I a fraud? Am I ready to be an author? I already had a lot of fear creating this new thing and putting it out there but I was so proud of myself for doing it. And then when this backlash came towards me, I was like, oh my, I just want to curl up under the covers. This is so embarrassing. Oh, what am I going to do? Like, oh, <laughs> I think we've experienced that emotion at least once in our lives if we've attempted something new. So criticism, it hurts. It's painful to be misunderstood. I thought, look, I'm putting something out there. I've done my best. People will be forgiving because they, they know that the content is good. If they apply it, it will work for them. And that's the main thing, right? Well, look, these emails came. I read them. I wasn't happy, <laughs> obviously. Um, but there was one man, a professor, who sent me a very specific breakdown of all of the errors, which I thought was extremely generous. He said, look, I think there were like 40 errors or something, comma here, misplaced citation there, this isn't a perfect sentence, uh, wrong use of, wrong spelling of the word practice. Oh. I received it, I read every single error, and I cross-referenced it with my book at the time, and I realized, wow, he's right. <laughs> And I was so grateful in that moment to not all have had my, have my co corrections made for me by someone who I'm not paying him. He just went through and generously gave me that. First of all, I realized the corrections and then I made them. Secondly, I absorbed the fact that I made mistakes. This actually birthed the mantra that I use a lot. We speak about it a lot in self-coaching society, my membership. I don't have to be perfect. I just have to be willing. And willing I was. It got my first book out there. It got me started as an author. Interestingly, someone from the publishing world who worked at a publishing house read my book, loved it, and 
bought it from me and then published it again in a traditional publishing deal. This is a dream outcome for an author. You self-publish, your book connects, someone sees it, they buy it and then republish it for you. I mean, with all of my mistakes, that still happened. In my willingness to not be perfect, in my desire to put my enthusiasm and my message before my vanity, before my ego, incredible things happened. It then kicked off two more book deals, right? I'm now an author of three books. Why? Why am I telling you this? Are you willing to feel criticism? The emotions that that brings, the shame, the embarrassment, the humiliation, the cringe, I'm willing. And if I'm willing to experience that, what isn't available to me? If I'm willing to feel uncomfortable, if I'm willing to experience negative emotions in my body, if I'm willing to get that, that gut wrenching, oh my, did I mess up feeling? Aren't I then a pretty unstoppable force in this world when it comes to going after what I want? I have a couple of pieces of advice when it comes to receiving criticism. First of all, identify whether it's criticism or feedback. Often feedback can really help you without you realizing it. When it's criticism, realize that it has nothing to do with you. No thing, nothing. It's all about the person who's spitting out the criticism. They're not feeling good right now. It's actually a call for compassion. Secondly, Think about what it is that maybe you can take. Is there something valuable here? Like if it is feedback, like I took those corrections, which are so generously given to me, said thank you very graciously and applied them. Is there anything here that you can use? Perhaps not. And that's also cool. But think, is there a, you know, a hidden gift in this? When I wrote online about being divorced and how it was actually okay and how I learned so much from the experience, a lot of men came after me calling me all sorts of horrible things. And I thought, you know, maybe this is an invitation for me to be even a bit more clear when I state my feelings or state the lessons. Maybe there are certain things that can make me a better writer here. That's worth considering. (laughs) But most importantly, please, I beseech you, take this in, hand on heart, listen. Don't let criticism change you. Don't, please. I've worked with so many people who receive some, let's say, feedback that was unwarranted, that hurt their feelings, and then they stopped being their natural self. They started getting a lot of, you know, proofreaders and running their ideas past people before they release them. Or I was actually even working with a girl who had this really interesting personality, a lot of fun quirks. She was really funny and unique and special. And someone told her that she was weird. And she comes across as weird. And, and now I know she just comes across and everything she does is like kind of corporate. And not the girl who's just this standout, interesting human who's fully herself. And I know it's affected her success. Please don't let criticism change you. You can let it be. You can listen. Pay attention to what works. Leave the rest. Maybe tune it out altogether. 
if that makes sense to you. In those early days when I was getting all sorts of comments online, I'd have a friend read them and just send me the ones that were nice. (laughs) I don't do that anymore now, but hey, it helped me in the beginning because I knew in my heart, if I let this stuff change me, I will never feel my potential. I will never be the person I'm meant to be. I will always be a diluted version of myself because I'm scared. Don't let criticism change you and don't let it make you stop. When I got some of those emails about my book with the, you know, shame on me and, you know, this is a sign of the publishing industry going downhill and you should know better, I thought, oh, these people, these people who are writing to me with such passion as to why I'm messing up and how I'm ruining the world with my contribution, they think I'm going to stop. (laughs) Oh, they think, you know, they've put me in my place. They've showed me, you know, what a loser I am, how incapable, how incompetent I am. And you know what? I'm going to stop because that's the right thing to do. Never stop, never change. Take what works and leave the rest. No one is immune to criticism. The more you do, the more you create, the more you show up, the more you'll receive, the more you will just receive in your life. But what if that's actually okay? What if you're willing to feel it? I've said it once, I'll say it many times. Confidence, getting what you want, is simply a willingness to be uncomfortable. I am. Are you? Until next time, my friends, love and ease. If you like this episode, you'll love my free workshop called Become Your Own Life Coach. Head on over to becomeyourownlifecoach.com now, and I'll teach you how to coach yourself through any of life's problems. I'll see you there.